is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Red Belt Report monthly MMA podcast where we talk about everything going on in the world of mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm your co-host, Brooks Phelan. And we're going to take a look at the epic UFC 217 card, as well as everything else that's been going on uh, the past month or so. We're a little bit behind on, uh, on this episode. A lot going on, So much going on. Who knows if we'll be able to get to it all, but we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're coming off a huge card here, 217 at, at this point, did it? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the best UFC event of all time, or at least it's up, it's there. up there. It's up there, at least yeah. as, the one, as far as the ones I've seen, personally. it's It's got to be minimum top five, probably top three. For sure. I mean, we were at your house. I felt bad. I was waking your kids up yelling at the TV. Yeah, I, uh, I got told <laughs> next one, we got to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, but <laughs> we got time. I'm going to be able to smooth that over, but yeah. it was an awesome time. So much so much to get to as far as that card goes, but um, and then recently there's been a lot of injuries, like the week after the event, to kind of the MMA god saying, like, don't get uh, too carried away. You know how this sport is. A lot of injuries, a lot of shocking fill-ins. Yeah, a lot of stuff to get to, and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to do it. So let's start off with the main event of this podcast: UFC 217, three title fights, stacked card from top to bottom. I, I mean, every single fight. Before we get into specifics, I think this card, like every, there was no dud at all. Single one single fight that didn't like uh, at least have something exciting or crazy, or something that got you talking. It had everything. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. It was uh, a lot of the times they put a big bill in front of you, and sometimes it lands, and sometimes it doesn't. But this one definitely landed, and it was uh, worth every penny. It was worth every minute of watching, and in my opinion, it was worth the wait. Because I mean, we had the GSB Bisbing uh, press conference in what was it June? Yeah, yeah, it might even been sooner. It was like the weirdest, longest build-up. First, they had they said they were going to fight, but never formally announced it. Then it kind of went away. They had that press conference. It was supposed to be July or so. I don't know. I forget. They had that first press conference, and the negotiations fell through. I guess with GSP or something. Yeah, and then it seemed like it wasn't going to happen at all, even with the press conference. Then it was back on, and it was, like, almost a joke. Like, as great as this card was on paper, this main event was only a main event because it was GSP's return and not because it was the best fight on the card. Yeah, but for sure. But before we get into that fight, I wanted to say you uh, you said it's it was worth every penny. 
And thank God, because <laughs> I got double charged on this son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I did get that sorted out. I got a... Got a yeah, refund yeah. on the second charge, thank goodness. But yeah, what a way to kick off the the pay per view portion of the card. I bought, I bought it early. I bought it like before the prelims started. I was like, I'll just get this out of the way. So then, when uh, when the pay per view starts, I don't even have to worry about going through it. I can just click it right on, and we'll don't have to miss a beat. Yeah, and I show up to Bob's house, and he's cussing at the TV. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> I go to turn it on. App is frozen on the fi- Amazon Fire Stick. So I'm like. All right, no problem. I'll just restart it. And then when I did, it said, would you like to purchase this? And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, I already did that. I didn't have to uh, feel like messing around too much, so I just bought it again and, and uh, yeah, got it sorted out. But that was, uh, yeah. that was a headache. Definitely. But, yeah, so GSP does make his return triumphantly, I might add. Defeats Michael Bisbang by third round rear naked choke. Uh, this fight, did it go the way you thought it, it would? And how did you think GSP looked at middleweight? Uh, do you think he he uh, did it the right way? He Did he look good at middleweight? Yeah, I mean, I thought he looked good at middleweight. I wouldn't say it went the way I thought it would. It did in a sense, but I thought GSP gassed after the first round. Uh, a bit. Um, I was very surprised by Michael Bisping's ground game on the bottom. Those elbows yeah, slash GSP up bad. Yeah, but um, I thought it was great. I thought, uh, I mean, GSP had uh, Freddie Roach in his corner. It was the first time Freddie Roach has ever cornered an MMA fight. Yep. So I, I was looking forward to that. I wouldn't even say it did him that much of an advantage. GSP's always had, I think, best jab in MMA. Um, but, I mean, you know, Michael Bisping is tried and true. You know what he's going to do. You know, yeah. he's steady. Oh, yeah. He's in there to fight, can take a punch. Um, I was surprised, like I said, by Michael Bisping's elbows from the bottom. And I think that really hurt uh, GSP. GSP said after the fight that uh, one of those elbows, I think, hurt his neck really bad. Yeah, that's why he had to go to the hospital afterwards. Yeah, said so he could. That's why he didn't posture up. But um, it could have been another reason why it looked like he was gassing so hard too. Yeah, but, that I mean, could be. I have to say, I was thoroughly impressed by GSP. I mean, thought he looked solid. I didn't think he looked that much smaller than Bisbing. I yeah, thought, he, he, I thought he looked huge. Yeah, he did. And I, I do think he tired out a lot easier. I mean, that has to have something to do with the four-year layoff, plus putting on all that extra weight. You know, the now I want to say octagon jitters, but like the adrenaline dump probably, you know, just coming back, probably got so hyped. Yeah, uh, think that was the whole deal. Yeah, that was inevitable. But I, actually, I thought Bisping looked good too. I thought, uh, you know, he didn't look like he had aged or, or was a, a pile of trash. I mean, he's still... I think I dropped him down to 8th, 7th or 8th in my rankings after the fight, but he's still a top 10 guy. It was a good test. I actually thought GSP lived up to what he said when he said he, he added some new wrinkles to his game. I uh, I was very impressed with his overhand right. I've yeah. never seen him land with that much pop before. Uh, he had some nice side kicks. Yeah, he had trouble getting Bismick down, which I was surprised by. I actually thought the wrestling was going to play a much bigger factor, but... 
stayed mostly on the feet, and I thought he did the, the better job in the boxing, and he caught him with the clean left hook and jumped at the opportunity to choke him out. Did Bisping stop a takedown, though? I don't think he did. I don't think he stopped it, but it, you could tell it took a lot to it, even yeah, get him labored. down. And then he got back up almost immediately. Except, And then when he didn't get up, he was doing damage from the bottom. So, Yeah. I mean, he didn't pass his guard. I mean, he, Bisping did a great job at keeping the guard. Um, like I said, it, I, was, I wasn't disappointed at Michael Bisping, but I expect that from him. He's Like I said, he's tried and true, and you expect that toughness from him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Love him or hate him. Like <laughs> I used to hate him so bad, much like the Diaz brothers back when I was first getting into MMA. But you grow to appreciate people like this because the guy, he's always willing to sell a fight no matter what. He's always going to be in the fight. You know he's never given up. He's going to give it his all. He might not be the most skilled or talented guy, but he's got heart. He's going to go out there, put on a good fight, uh, and he's yeah, reliable. And I mean, he, he, continue, <laughs> he continues to show his heart. I mean, taking a fight on three weeks' notice after that. Yeah, last uh, week. Being in the conference. Yeah, last week I was planning on asking you, like, What's Bisping do next? I thought he was going to retire in the cage, but then he didn't. He's got so many options, and then a week later, he's already got a fight booked for next weekend, three weeks after yeah. this fight. And it's crazy. He's taking this fight, and he's already said he plans on retire his retirement fight in March on the UFC London card, I think. I guess it depends how the fight against Yeah, Calvin I mean, that's what he says, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds like he wants, he took this fight against Gaslam to kind of Get a breath of fresh air to wash the taste out of his mouth of losing his belt. Get some more yeah, money. Well, you know, name me one. Name me another fighter that's not Donald Cerrone that would do that. Yeah, it's very uh, not many. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. But all in all, smart, I thought but... the main event definitely lived up to what it was billed as. I mean, it was it was what we expected, was it not? To oh. a, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Real quick, who do you think will be Bisping's retirement fight in London? Um, I see him beating Gaslam. I'm going to say Yo Romero. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Romero all the way. Or Vitor Belfort rematch to, to uh, yeah. reclaim that juiced up loss he had. But really, I just think the Romero fight sells too well. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Even the, you know, even if there was no real stakes after it for him, it would yeah. just be personal. They'd sell the shit out of that. But they still have him as number two. So I mean, if he win or lose against Gaston, it would be it would make sense for Romero. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so GSP is your new middleweight champion of the world. Um, Robert Whitaker is the interim uh, middleweight champion. What's next for GSP? Do you see him? Unifying these titles at some point, or what? Well, I think it's it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, he said himself it's in his contract he has to fight Whitaker. So I think it's cut and dry as he either retires and relinquishes or fights Whitaker. What's I think it'll be at least six to eight months before he fights yeah, Whitaker, though. Yeah, I agree. He's going to take some time. There's a real reason why I think it's going to take him that long to get back in the cage. I know in the MMA hour he was... I mean, he wouldn't confirm that he was even coming back. I think he's coming back. He's 
He got that big win. His name is big again. He's going to at least cash in a few more big paydays next year. Yeah, and Dana White said the pay-per-view numbers were pretty pretty damn good. So I yeah. think once he sees those numbers, he'll, uh, he'll be done for doing it one more time. Yeah, sounds like it might have broke a million pay-per-view buys, which is great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he's ever fighting at middleweight again. So I think... He's either going to do the Conor McGregor thing where he just holds on to the belt until they eventually take it from him, or knowing GSP, he might say, look, uh, I wanted to accomplish this. I did it. I am going back down to my natural weight, welterweight. <laughs> it was the Andy Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to give uh, – I think he's going to say, Robert Whitaker, you are the real champion. I'm going back down to welterweight. And then he's going to fight uh, – well – Maybe the winner of Tyron Woodley and Nate Diaz, or maybe just Woodley. I don't think he can cut down the middle uh, welterweight again. Oh, I, I think he I easily could. I don't think he can. He, did you listen to the interview with Ariel? I did not, yeah. He said it literally was a struggle to get up to middleweight. He was throw, He was trying. had to force himself to eat so much that he was throwing up from, like, overeating. and. Oh, really? Like, he said... It was hard to get up to middleweight. Like, it sounds like. Well, well he signed a he signed a new UFC deal. If he doesn't fight Whitaker, he can't fight again. Uh, contracts can be rewritten, as Conor McGregor has taught us. There's no would, way. There's just no way. I don't. I don't think he could beat Robert Whitaker. I don't think so either. I as impressive as funny, it was. I, I, I shot. I showed my dad some Robert uh, Robert Whitaker fights. To show him who he was, and he was like, "Holy shit, there's no way GSP no. will ever beat him." GSP could not get him. If Jacare and Romero couldn't get him down, there's no way GSP is getting him down. And it's not—I mean, it's not like uh, Whitaker is a huge middleweight because he used to fight at welterweight. But I yeah, still—but his boxing's crisp. And he's, he's a terrible, aggressive. terrible style matchup. He's incredible yeah. boxing, or at least striking on the feet. And he's got a great takedown defense, like some of the best in the sport. So that's like a recipe for disaster right there for GSP. That's why I think, look, Dana White knows he's going to put George in uh, Montreal, whatever he wants. He could fight Connor. He could fight Woodley. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. I think you're right. After, like, you know, Dana played hardball, but now that you see these big numbers that George is real, yep. they try to say they had reintroduced him. Bullshit. They well, see these numbers. <laughs> consider him reintroduced. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, uh, I mean, they, they broke the record in Canada past the Floyd Connor fight. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah. uh, it was good to see GSP back. Um, and let's move on to the co-main event. The this was the people's main event, if you ask me. I mean, this is the blood feud between TJ and Cody, Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. Coached in the tough season, uh, the injuries delayed this match, but it was one of our most anticipated coming into the year, and I thought it delivered. Um, didn't Absolutely. last didn't last as long as I expected. Uh, second round knockout by TJ Dillashaw, but. And I rewatched all these, or at least I rewatched the three title fights, and uh, there wasn't as much volume or action as I remembered. But I think it was just like every 
every single faint every you were on the edge of your seat like yeah, there was you so everyone yeah. so much anticipation with with this fight and and that's what's awesome about these these big fights against talented fighters like Holloway versus Aldo in the summer like just because it's not a a slobber knocker doesn't mean it's not an amazing fight and I thought that's how yeah. this was I thought this I thought this fight delivered, uh, like you said, it didn't last as long as I thought it would, but that fucking knockdown with TJ at the end of the first, um, yep. you know, I, I was on my fucking hands and knees, like, it was killing me. It was five seconds, you know? five seconds from being stopped the other way. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge TJ fan, and they were back and forth in the first, and they cracked him at the end of the first. Yeah, I gotta say, man. Even though Cody lost this fight, I was super impressed. His hands are incredibly fast. So fast. It's insane, He's got to have some of the quickest hands in uh, in the sport. Well, of yeah. course, the smaller weight classes. But his hands might be faster than, like, Demetrius Johnson's. He was like... Da, 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 da. I would, definitely. I agree with that. It's, his it's, flurries, it's his combos you, you, you were great. Tell, I, I think he's gotten faster than what TJ remembered. Yeah, because I thought he looked a little off, but about it. Yeah, in the first round, TJ kept doing his like Dominic Cruz type thing, uh, fainting in and out, in and out, and it wasn't working because Cody was catching him on. He was getting the better of almost every exchange, and I think actually that punch at the end there might have knocked some sense into him, or at least his coaches, because they said, "Stop with the feints, just you know, <laughs> just yeah. uh, well, lay it into him." You know. I think that's what the story of the second round was. I mean, he got knocked down, but um, Cody, in the second round, he was not... I mean, he was waiting on that counterpunch hard. He was not coming forward one right, bit. Right, And I think that let TJ get some life back into him. And Yeah, he should have pressured him right away on the second round, knowing he was hurt yeah, like that. He did, I don't think he came forward once the second round he was sitting back on that counter punch yeah hard. i think he just had so much success between the Cruz fight and then the first round of this fight with his counter punching that he thought that's all he had to do to win the fight yeah. but tj changed up his strategy and regained his wits pretty fast clocked him with that head kick and that wasn't the end i mean that still went on that last uh exchange was amazing how cody just missed his yeah. uh his hook TJ barely dodged yeah. it and hits him with the zone, knocks him down. And, a big left hook, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. ground and pound. I, I got to give Cody credit, like, clearly out of it, but still never gave up. He was still trying to get up to his feet, even though he was getting hit in the head a thousand times. Yeah, I mean, he was in balance, basically. And what a moment after the fight when TJ, TJ just gets up. up and screams in his face. Yeah. Oh, man. So it definitely good. lived up. Yep. It was uh, it was very exciting. <laughs> like I'm, I mean, I'm a huge TJ fan. It was incredible for me. Um, because I was writing TJ off a little bit, not so much in the second round. Like I said, Cody was sitting back. I could see that was a what he shouldn't be doing. But once that combination happened, it went to the ground and the ground and pound. I was I was so pumped up. Yeah, yeah, the rivalry, all that. And then after the fight, Cody's going after someone in TJ's corner, and the bad blood is still existing, and I guarantee these guys, this will probably end up being a trilogy at some point. Yeah, 
probably. I mean, I just I don't like the way Cody handled himself in the aftermath. No, he's a complete douche. Yeah, but, but so even at good. the post fight press conference, he's like, I'm, "I'm the best in the world." Blah 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 blah. blah. Like, I still do think he's the better fighter. I disagree. I but. mean, yeah, just natural skills. Like, TJ, at least he's got the strategy. He's clearly incredibly talented as well. But uh, yeah. I think Cody's got the, the better raw talent, and it's just a matter of can he adjust and learn from his mistakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I don't, his first loss. don't necessarily like the guy, but he's just really, really good. I think Yeah, that's back. his first loss. I think, I think the chip on his shoulder hurts him more than it helps him, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Bantamweight, what a division. I mean, this thing I is guess so. Loaded. I mean, I think they're talking about the champion going down and fighting TJ now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense for the next fight. Uh, you got to do a super fight. Demetrius Johnson versus TJ Dillashaw. Uh, whether you do it at Bantamweight or Flyweight or in between, I feel like... I mean, it makes sense for a money fight, but it hurts the divisions in themselves. I don't really think so, in the sense, uh, DJ cleaned out flyweight. Really, nothing, you know, give that time to develop some more. Could take five years to develop. Uh, yeah. But, but Bantamweight, yeah, it is a stocked, locked, and loaded division, but at the top, I mean, there's nothing that screams like, oh my god, don't. Don't, you know, go fight someone else. This person is clearly the... Uh, there's no clear number one contender. You are going to have Cruz versus Rivera to determine that, which... No, Cruz is gone. Cruz man. is hurt, so Rivera's going to need a dance partner. There's just a lot of guys that are ranked, like, 3 through 10 that, you know, give... Actually, I think giving some room to breathe could help develop uh, into a clear number one contender. Got plenty of options between Marlon Marais, Jimmy Rivera, Rafael Sunsal, Garbrandt maybe can win a fight and then they can have a rematch sometime next year. I don't think Garbrandt's going to have that long of a career with his injuries. Yeah, I don't know how good his chin's going to be long term either. Yeah. But yeah, Bantamweight's awesome, but I think what a fight TJ versus DJ would be. Oh, I mean, that would be incredible. Who would you t- who would you take? TJ, just because he's bigger. Demetrius. Not man. that, not that DJ couldn't beat him. DJ could easily beat him, but I mean, uh, fucking Tim, what the face? Elliot. Yeah, he. I mean, he gave DJ trouble in the first. I just think a person of that model and his biggest uh, TJ. I don't know. DJ will I think mouse trap him. Fight, but what's that? DJ will just mouse trap him. Yeah, that'd be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got such a newfound respect for Demetrius Johnson after this past couple fights. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be, I'd love to see it. That would be one of my most anticipated for next year, most likely. Absolutely. So, uh, as far as Garvant, what do you do to let him bounce back? I think he let Cruz heal, and they fight again. I guess he did whoop him. I don't know. Who's there? Lineker? Or... I think Lineker is the fight. Yeah. Two heavy hands. I don't. I like. I think it's a fairly winnable, not, I want to say easy, but I think it's a good style matchup for Cody, but still yeah. a fun firefight for the fans. And Absolutely. 
I just think that's perfect. Um, they both have the power. Cody, I think, will just, you know, Olay him, counter him to death, but it'd be fun. It'd be a fun fight. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a uh, slobber knocker, as they say. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's get to the third title fight and the third changing of the guard. Three. Uh... One of the biggest upsets of all time. <laughs> yeah, I really think it was. Yeah, Rose Namajunas knocks out Yuani and Jacek in the first round. Devastatingly. I had the weirdest reaction to this. I <laughs> I literally, like, usually I'm a big Joanna fan, and but usually even if I'm a big fan of someone and they get, like, beat or upset or knocked out, I'll have a reaction like, oh, my God, or no. I literally was stunned into silence. <laughs> I just was staring, like, mouth agape, just silent, like, what? Like, it, yeah. complete disbelief. Just could not believe. It's great. It's insane. I went into this fight, and I go into some fights, like, like I'm a big Ioana fan. And I'm a big Bros fan. Yeah, I like them both. Like you know, I don't want to see either of them lose, but I really do like Bros, and, like, the, just the way she did it. And so, uh, it was just incredible. I could not believe it. You know, because everybody was writing Rose off to an extent, I think. Yeah, I certainly was. And I, I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's great. I just had Ioana in such high esteem that almost like Demetrius Johnson levels, you know. I mean, me and my, da- me and my dad watches, rewatched this fight, and he was just like, holy shit, man. And she went in there and beat her at her own game. Yeah, I rewatched it as well. And this was not a fluke. This was not a Matt Sarah situation. This Not was, she was patient, she stayed out of range of Ioana's strikes, and she was aggressive in countering and coming in with her, like, she put it Huge. to her. Oh, man, I mean, the She knocked her down course. twice, she knocked her down earlier, yeah. and then she did it again, and, yeah, at first I was like, oh, they'll rematch and Ioana will just get her belt back, I think it was a fluke, but I don't know, man. <laughs> no way. I mean, Ioana... So she didn't tap. She fucking tapped. Yeah, I think she. it was probably, like, not a conscious thing, maybe. She was probably out of it, maybe. Yeah. I believe that she believed she didn't tap, but clearly she did. Yeah, I mean. I still like Joanna. It, it could have been stopped before the tap even happened, but still, it was it was there. Yeah, true. I, I think Joanna can win a rematch, but I just think... Like I, that's actually the fight I want to see. I want to see him run it back immediately. Yeah, I'm absolutely not writing Joanna off at all. I mean, she is still who she is. Yeah, I still think if she survives that first round, she would eventually turn the tide because we've seen her do it before. Claudia Gadea, like get her feet under her, figure out her own game plan. Yeah, I mean Claudia manhandled her for two rounds, like beat her face in, ground and pound, like taking her down at will, and she outlasted it and easily won the last three rounds i think in the long haul she's over the course of five rounds she's she would be the better fighter but i mean i could easily see her losing again i don't think she would be the better fighter after five rounds with rose but i do see where she would settle into her own and you know take things differently i think she was i wouldn't say like deer in the headlights but she wasn't herself. No, sense. I wouldn't. 
I would not discount the possibility that something was up and she's not, she's just, you know, she's not going to make excuses. Like, she might have yeah. been ill or hurt in some way or had a terrible weight cut. Something, I would not be surprised. Well, she's had a lot up. of, like, camp problems. And, I mean, you can't write that off. Yeah, so, I say that you could, run it back because... I mean, yeah. there's no clear-cut contender. I mean, Jessica Andrade came back and whooped up Claudia Gadea, which was super impressive. And I could easily see her getting a title shot against Rose. But I just think after the long run of six straight title defenses and how great she's been, Ioana deserves a, a rematch. Yeah, I agree. Even even with it being a first-round knockout, yeah. I think she's... Uh, Proven that she can, uh, you know, figure out what happened and take things at a different angle. Yeah, but feel good for Rose. Glad to see her win. It was a great moment, and uh, pretty interesting that all all three champions and all three like smack talkers <laughs> all got put on their butts. Finished. Yep. Whooped on. Changing of the tide, maybe. Nice people are back in. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of nice people, Stephen Thompson defeats Jorge Masvidal by unanimous decision in a pretty impressive performance. Really proved that, you know, he only was boring the last couple fights because it was against Tyron Woodley because he <laughs> went back to putting on a display. I mean, he was aggressive, using kicks, punches, counters. I, I thought he looked great. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was, I didn't think it was boring at all. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, I thought it was like a not so much a showcase for Steven, but he was up there against the bare game fighter and George, and uh, I thought uh, game bread he made a case for himself to be up at the top of the weight class. Yeah, yeah, he's basically he's just got to wait it out until Woodley loses, and then he'll deserve a title shot again. Yeah, there's for sure. no way they'll give him another one against Woodley. Yeah, no way. Uh, but Jorge Masvidal was a tough fighter. I mean, he just couldn't figure him out. It seemed like... Uh, yeah, it, the range was a big deal. Yeah. And he is kind of a, a small welterweight because he's fought at lightweight a bunch. But Yeah, I think he's at the point in his career where he doesn't want to cut down. Yeah, which I I like that. I, I, yeah. I kind of wish every person would fight a little closer to their natural weight. I feel like it yeah. helps more than it hurts. Definitely. I think weight cutting is one of the biggest bullshits in the game, but yeah. What's next but, with Stephen Thompson? Uh, they wanted to give him the Darren Till fight, but it sounds like he might have a broken thumb or two, and he doesn't want it anyway. Oh, I thought they settled it. Uh, Dana White said it was official, and <laughs> Stephen Thompson's dad is like, uh, "We haven't even been offered this, and we would not accept it." <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would has be an amazing fought, fight, but... Has he fought Maya? Uh, no. But Maya coming off a loss. Maya, yeah, he did just lose, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of options there. Say Carlos Condit beats Neil Magny. How about that? Yeah, that would be a great fight. I mean, we talked about that before. Yeah. Or like winner of RDA and Lawler if they somehow don't get a title shot. You know, plenty of options. 
Yeah, definitely. Walter Wade is great right now. It's crazy. I think the whole UFC is just waiting for Tyron Woody to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least, at least the welterweight division, anyway. Yeah. I would, now, what are the odds? The second he loses, he's cut. Tyron Woody, that would be incredible. Nah, be like, I'm not rooting for him to get cut. I'm not rooting for it. I just think it's a possibility. Yeah, I don't. I can't root for anybody to lose their job, but I fucking hate Tyron Woody. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just uh, I despise. <laughs> wish he would use his talents a little bit more. He's just too. I mean, he's had incredible knockouts and incredible fights, but he's had incredibly boring fights yeah. too. Uh, I don't know. I if he fought the way he could, I'd love him. But he's just he needs to be more aggressive. Anyway, I'm sure we'll get to more uh, Woodley talk eventually. Uh, yeah. Paulo Costa, the eraser, Borachina, he defeated Johnny Hendricks, fat Johnny Hendricks, by second round knockout. Predictable. Yeah, very predictable. But impressive. I like this kid. Um, he's got star power. He's charismatic. He's a good looking guy. Um, ripped, probably doing steroids, but <laughs> he's pretty talented. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I guess Johnny Hendricks had some heart trying to dig deep. Nah, was, I don't know. He was fucked the whole fight. He is. I sw- yeah. If someone just started watching MMA in the past year or two, and they, they've they seen how he's fought in his last three, four, or five fights, like, and then you hear, oh, he was the champion, he... Should have beat GSP. He's one of the best in this. You'd be like, what? How? He <laughs> right. is a completely different person. I mean, he had no chance of getting inside on this dude. No chance. <clears throat> he couldn't even reach him, basically. He looks like a freaking guy you would just see at Golden Corral or something. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. <laughs> I'm choking a lot. Uh, he's just so slovenly out of shape. Like, God, what happened <laughs> to that? Corral. <laughs> <laughs> that left hand, the wrestling. Where the fuck? Where are you, Johnny Hendricks? Who are you? I don't. I don't. I don't even know how Greg Jackson accepted him to be a part of this fucking uh, camp. He'll accept anybody except a BJ Penn for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <sighs> Johnny Hendricks, please get cut. Please go who to PFL. Or, yeah. You know. Got a risen. He'll probably go to Bellator and be the alternate in their heavyweight tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, big news, I suppose. Yeah, we'll get to that later, potentially. Yeah. It's very big news, Johnny Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, James Vick defeated Joe Duffy. Second round knockout. Don't know if you saw this, but... I did not. Awesome fight. Um, two uh, lightweight stacked, of course. Two guys who are in like the ten to twenty range, trying to work their way up. I mean, James Dick definitely a lot higher than Duffy. Mm, they were pretty close coming in anyway. Definitely higher now. Yeah. I mean, it was a great striking uh, match here. It was back and forth. Vic getting the better of them. Actually, it was pretty even. Uh, they each had their moments. It was pretty crazy. Uh, we were watching the fights with my dad's buddy, Neil, 
and he he called this so early on in the first round. He was like, or it might have been middle to late first round. He said that uppercut is there. He's going to land that uppercut. And then well, yeah. next thing you know, second round comes, cracks him with the uppercut, knocks him out cold. Wow. It's like damn, <laughs> called that shit. Right. <laughs> uh, but James Vick, he's eight like seven and one or eight and one in the UFC and uh, looked pretty good. Yeah. Hope he gets a, a step up in competition next time out. Yeah, it'll be mid-card. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to headline a, a fight night early next year in Texas. Home state of Texas. Oh. That was, that's the right round. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Mark Godbeer <laughs> defeated, yeah. defeated Walt Harris by disqualification. <laughs> Just ridiculous, man. Uh, Walt Harris kicks him in the nuts. Ref calls time, clears day multiple times, gets in between them. Walt Harris pretends like he doesn't hear him or see him. Kicks Mark Godbeer, Godbeer in the face. And it's just like, what the hell? Godbeer couldn't continue disqualification. It's crazy. Uh... <laughs> Ovin Saint that's my man. Yeah, that's your boy. Ovin St. Prue defeated Corey Anderson by third round head kick knockout. Pretty awesome knockout. Did you see it? No. Oh my god. Corey Anderson winning the whole fight, as usual. This is what he does. He'll win the first two rounds and then get brutally KO'd in the third. Just clean clean as you can find, left high kick straight to the dome, out cold immediately. Uh OSP, I thought he was done, but now he he's a on gatekeeper. A, he's three fight finish streak, three fight win streak, all finishes, uh, and he's already matched up against Alir Latifi coming up in January. So gatekeeper says. Yeah. Actually, they're that's a trash fight. It's it's fine, light heavyweight. It's a, two top ten guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Randy Brown defeated Mickey Gall. By decision. Um, Thank God. The Mickey Thank Gall God. train gets derailed here. Uh, Randy Brown looked good. Mickey Gall, not so much. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm glad uh, that kid. Not even that. I mean, I, I just like the kid. He's got talent, but he definitely needed to be put in his place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He needed a wake up call. He was really feeling his oats. I do think he's got potential. A very yeah. Sage Northcut esque. Uh, as far as like, well, not but less humble. Less humble. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Too, so, way too cocky. Yeah, you beat CM Punk and Sage Northcutt, and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're God's Get kid. Real. Uh, Curtis Blades sure. defeated Alexi Olianik by second round TKO. This was a weird finish where <laughs> Blades clearly threw an illegal kick while Olianik was down. It grazed his ear. And Olenek pretended like he got knocked out by it. And they went to the replay, which they just instituted in New York for, like, the week before, and determined, nope, didn't hit him, couldn't continue. So that's a win for Curtis Blades. Really? It, it was a replay? That's crazy. Yeah. It, he deserved to win. He was winning the fight for the most part, so I think it was fine. Yeah. But, man, what if he would have really hit him with this soccer kick while he was on the ground, it would have been... <laughs> Devastating. 
I uh, wonder what their stipulations for overturning that are. I'm not sure. I'm not with the commission. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> first fight of the night, another incredible knockout. Ricardo Ramos defeated Eamon Zahabi, Faraz's younger brother. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> this was crazy. It was a fun fight. Uh, a lot of scrambles. Zahabi was winning for sure going into the third round, or at least it was tied and he was winning the third round. Oh, that was the elbow. Oh, Yeah, I mean, spinning elbow. Brutal. Brutal stuff. Just out cold Mm. on the mat for a while. Uh, Yeah, so that was awesome. Knockout of the year contender, potentially. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All right, so that was UFC 217. Amazing stuff. Absolutely. Let's move on to... A fight card that happened the week after UFC 217. This was the fight card in Norfolk, Virginia. UFC Fight Night 120. Dustin Poirier versus Anthony Pettis. This was one I wanted to try to go to. Didn't end up working out. Uh, my co-worker, my co-worker, co-worker <laughs> Tammy, she, got, she bought tickets. She went down her first ever event, and she absolutely loved it. Yeah. Took pictures and videos, and I was looking at them. She, uh, Frank Yeager, Eddie Alvarez, and Chris Weidman were there oh, in wow. the stands. She said it was an amazing experience, and I've got to gotta get out there. Now she's saying she's going to try to go to Charlotte, North Carolina in January. Um, she bought me a T-shirt, so thank you. That's pretty awesome. Sweet. Um, yeah, and the fight card, it was, it was a lot of fun. One of the best... Uh, FS1 cards of the year, I believe. And I know you didn't see it, so I will describe this in Vividly. Incre- incredible detail. <laughs> okay, so minute one, Dustin Poirier comes out. No. Um, <laughs> do you even know the results? Yeah, I got them up. Okay. Yeah, Dustin Poirier defeated Anthony Pettis by, I guess, TKO uh, in the third round. It's really weird. For the rib, yeah. Really, yeah, really weird end to the fight. Incredible fight the whole way through. I mean, top to bottom, these guys were going at it. Uh, striking back and forth on the mat, lots of scrambles, jujitsu from both guys. It was awesome. Uh, ton of blood, making it slippery. It was like fight of the year contender, honestly. And uh, yeah, it's just disappointing the way it ended. Uh, Poirier was on top. And Pettis tried to spin out of back control, and he must have, like, hurt his rib or pulled something, because immediately you could tell he was in a ton of pain and he's tapping out. Yeah, I saw pictures, and it looked like it was very bloody. Yeah, it was intense. A lot of elbows. I mean, it was just an amazing back-and-forth fight. I think Poirier was definitely winning the fight to that point. But it wasn't like completely one-sided. It was a really fun fight. Great performance. Poirier finally gets a, a big fight and capitalizes on it. Can't wait to see what's next for him. He's one of my favorite fighters. So is Pettis, but, man, he's on a slide. Uh, yeah. Poirier, after the fight, said he he's going to fight. He's not asking. He's telling. He's going to fight the winner of Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gaethje. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see it either way. A rematch of the 
no contest between Eddie Alvarez, which was an amazing fight until that point. And God, anyone against Justin Gaethje is a freaking war. So, yeah. Uh, in the co-main event, Matt Brown beheaded Diego Sanchez with his elbow. Um, this is a definite knockout of the year contender. You've got to at least find the highlight because, yeah. I mean, amazing. Like, it might be the knockout of the year. Diego's, retirement for Diego. What's that? Retirement soon for uh, Diego. He should have retired five years ago, but no, he'll keep going. Well, obviously. Yeah. He will keep going. There's no way he's stopping. Uh, first round knockout. Diego came out, actually looked kind of decent. He he hit uh, Brown with the, a liver shot, liver, liver kick, which has been one of Brown's weaknesses throughout the years. But yeah. Brown recovered, and uh, Sanchez tried to kick him again. He caught the leg, and he's, like, walking him back towards the fence. Diego's hopping on one leg while Matt Brown holds his other leg, and he just aimed up this elbow, came over the top with it. It literally looked like he had a sword or a machete, something like that, and, <laughs> like, he hit him. So hard, and hit the way he just crumpled to the ground the second it hit him. Like, it looked like he got sliced with something and was dead. Like, it was crazy, crazy knockout. Nah, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, awesome stuff. Matt Brown, this was supposed to be his last fight of his career, but he's kind of walking that back in the post-fight, yeah. saying... Uh, didn't expect it to be uh, this easy and this good of a camp, so I might have to keep going. Of course, there's <laughs> no such thing as retirement in MMA. Yeah, right. Uh, Andre Arlovsky defeated Junior Albini by unanimous decision. Clear cut. Clear cut. Clear cut. Unanimous decision. <laughs> uh, I have got to send you a picture of Junior Albini's outfit and the way he looks in this fight. <clears throat> and get your natural reaction. Hold on. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this guy <laughs> was just a sight to to see. I can't find a great picture. Let's see. But Don't anyway, let me down now. I won't let you down. <laughs> he uh, he's like wearing a diaper. No way. He looked, his legs were so big. And, oh, man, here. I found a decent one. Uh, I'll do it on Facebook Messenger. Gotta get this reaction. Uh, Arlovsky looked good, though. I mean, I picked Junior Albini, and I picked him, like, in my fantasy fighting league as one of my top locks. So I was surprised. I had never actually seen him fight before. But he was a favorite, and I just figured Arlovsky's uh, chin is just disappearing more and more. Nope. <laughs> Terrible pick. The guy sucked. Or at least uh, was a bad uh, matchup against Arlovsky. Never know what to expect with him. Did you get it? Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did yeah. he just hike his shorts up? Nope. It was that's, that's how they were designed. No Look like a sumo wrestler or a baby. They can't it looks like he's wearing like old man fucking underwear. Un uh, diaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? What <the laughs> so, fuck? It was fun. Fun fight. 
Caesar Ferreira defeated Nate Marquardt by a split decision. Again, Nate Marquardt, how does he keep getting work? Yeah, I have no idea. I'm surprised not in Bellator already. He's lost four out of his last five, three in a row, and six out of his last eight. And <laughs> nine out of his last 12. What? Yeah. Here's his record. Yeah. His record of late. Just lost to Caesar Ferreira. Lost to Vitor Belfort before that. Lost to Sam Alvey before that. Beat Tamden McCrory. Uh, lost to Tiago Santos. Beat C.B. Dalloway. Lost to Kelvin Gaslam. Lost to Brad Tavares. Jesus Christ. Beat James Tahuna. Holy fuck, I just watched the Matt Brown KO. Oh, you did? <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, pretty brutal, right? Oh. Uh, also lost to Hector Lombard, Jake Ellenberger, and Terry Safety. It should be cut. Yeah, he'll go to Bellator. God, that was like top soft part of the top of the head. Yeah, it was almost like back of the head, but it was like obviously not intentional. I mean, it's totally just, illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Just holy fuck. Yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> but you know what sucked was on the broadcast, they had like technical difficulty. The sec, like right before it happened and during it. They cut to, like, an empty shot of the press conference room, and you didn't see it. And then it went into rewind, and the only way you saw it was on a replay. That's crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Um, Rafael Sunsau defeated Matthew Lopez by knockout in the third round. Speaking of Bantamweight and potential title contenders, I mean, Rafael Sunsau, it's got to be as under the radar as it gets. He, he won't get a fight with TJ, though. He probably should. <laughs> I mean, no. TJ fucking worked in there last fight. He's already beaten him before. I know, but TJ beat him again. I know. All right, here's the thing. We're one to one. He's won nine of his last ten fights. His only loss is to TJ Dillashaw. Uh, I mean... But TJ fucking worked in there. True, but... I mean, it's one-to-one. I just think he's underappreciated in the division because he's so boring. He's, I mean, he's so good at everything but not great at anything. Like, he, they, Let's throw this out there. If they do TJ versus uh, DJ, do you think they'll do an interim at 135? No. I don't think so either. Uh, this guy is the John Fitch of Bantamweight, in my opinion. Yeah. Like... I thought he lost to Marlon Marais, but that was a big win for him. He's beaten Aljamain Sterling, Brian Caraway. I mean, the guy, he's hes probably got to just keep winning, you know. That's his thing. Yeah. If he ever wants to get the title shot, he's just got to keep on winning. Um, then maybe one day he'll get it. I'd like to see him fight uh, Dominic Cruz as long as he's not out too long. Yeah, I mean, how many more injuries do you think Cruz can go through? Man, at least it wasn't his knee again. What was it? Broken yeah. arm. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, six, eight weeks. I think it'll be We right. shall see. Seems like not the worst injury, but not great. Yeah. Uh, Clay Guida defeated Joe Lauzon by TKO in the first round. Uh, just hit him with 
I mean, Lozen is shopworn as well. He needs yeah, to retire. They both are, but no, Guida looks good. I mean, I actually think he looks the same, or if not better. He came out, and he he hit him with the uppercut, knocked him on his ass. This fight, he has no chance being up upper echelon. Though. Oh no, but no reason he couldn't get fights. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Like Lozen, I think. I just like to see retire because he comes out so lethargic now. He's just kind of stands still. He's like a punching bag. Not yeah. that he can't win a fight or something, but Guida at least resembles the same fighter from five years ago. Yeah, I mean, Lozon's got one of the close to the record of uh, post-fight awards. Yeah. He spent fucking wars, man. True. That is uh, the damage that is to be paid. Yeah. Uh, Guida, after the fight, got on the mic and used the opportunity to be like, this was the last fight of my UFC contract. I really want to, you know, sign one more in my career in the UFC. So, you know, cheer if you think I should, they should re-sign me to a contract. And the crowd went wild. The hell good on him. Yeah, and then I think, I heard somewhere that he actually has two more fights still on his contract. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he just misread the situation. So that would be, that's amazing, if that's true. <laughs> uh, Marlon Marais, speaking of, Bantamweight again, defeated John that's Dodson. A defeated, that's a big win. That's a big win. Yeah, it was. Defeated John Dodson, split decision, 30-27. Terrible, that's crazy scores. Yeah. yeah, it was a close fight. I actually scored it for Dodson, but. Scores are 30-27, 27-30, Yeah, yeah, I mean. I thought Marais won the Suntow fight last time, and I thought he lost this one. So, you know, he's 1-1 in my book either way. But, yeah, big win for him. He needed that. He couldn't go 0-2. Yeah. It's so. huge. It's just, there's discrepancy. I mean, I guess it's not a discrepancy, but I guess how he received the fight. Yeah. Uh, Marais in the first round hit him with a low blow. Then he had an eye poke. Like, Dodson was getting messed up from fouls. Um and then at the the end of the third round, Marias had him in a guillotine, and he held on a little bit too long after the bell. Dodson tapped like two seconds after the bell rang. Got up like you mother effer, why didn't you let go? But, he uh, tapped really well. I think it was more like, dude, the bell rang. Just get off. Like, yeah, 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 I don't think it was like uh, almost tapped. Yeah. Still kind of weird. Uh, but I'm I'm glad Marais won. I think it's good for the division to have new blood in there. Dodson, he's a solid fighter, but never going to be champ. Yeah. What the hell? He had his chance. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana Suarez came back from a long injury layoff to defeat Vivian Pereira and give her her first loss of her career. She looked really good. Super Sage. Sage Northcutt. Back after a long layoff, working with Team Alpha Male, had Uriah Faber in his corner. Um, looked great. Actually, easily the best he's looked. Didn't come yeah. rushing in. He had a gas tank. He had the boxing game. He had some takedowns. Finally see the potential in Sage Northcutt. It only took six fights. I still think he looked sloppy. I saw this fight, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's still got ways to go, but he at least, I think working with Team Alpha Male will be a good fit for him. You know, I just think he, he looks clunky. He's you know still I mean? only like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, with the reputation and the hype around him and everything, like, you'd think he'd be more 
developed, but he's still 21 years old, so it's hard to. He's still he's got plenty of room to grow. I see yeah. the potential there. He's going to be Ivan Drago Jr. Uh, Nina Ansaroff defeat Angela Hill. Close decision, but the right one. It was a great little fight here, back and forth. That's Nunez's uh, wife, girlfriend, right? Yeah, yep. And I didn't think she was any good, and I'm a big fan of Angela Hill, and I was surprised. She looked great. I don't know if maybe just training with the champ, you know, that that really uh, ups your game, but she looked pretty good. Yeah. I always get Angela Hill and Angela Lee can be used. Yeah, I know. And then there's uh, there's Andrea Lee and, like, Angela Lee, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so let's get to another pretty solid fight night card. This one in Brazil, headlined by Derek Brunson against Lyoto Machida. Machida coming back from a two-year suspension at 39 years old, I think. And, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he shouldn't have came back (laughs) because Brunson laid him out in the first round. Yeah, I I had higher hopes from Tito. Yeah, me too. I picked him to win because of the, the style that Brunson usually comes in with a little too aggressive and Machida's counterpunching, but I don't know, man. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Machida actually looked that bad as far as like condition and his offense. I just think he must have like slowed down just a touch, and his yeah. chin is gone. He's suffered some pretty brutal knockouts uh, over the past few years before his suspension, and this continued that trend in a big way. Yeah, I don't. I don't see uh, a greener side for Toyota. I don't know what's left for him. Maybe a fight against Vitor Belfort or some kind of legends fight in Brazil. Yeah. You know, he's still got a name. I don't think he's got much left in him, but I could see another fight or two. Nate Marquardt. Where are you at? Yeah, Nate (laughs) Marquardt. Uh... Alright, co-main event, Colby Covington defeated Damian Maya in what I thought was a pretty big upset, because I really thought, actually I can't remember what I predicted, but... but uh, I definitely had I definitely had Maya winning this fight, Yeah, only because I had no expectation, I really had no expectations for who Colby Covington was. Right, right. The wrestler but, uh, guy, I thought Maya would be able to find a way to submit him, but... Eh. He's a bluster. Yeah. Very bluster. As Luke Thomas has pointed out, I think just people have figured out how to, to, you know, fight against Maya, and that's yeah. He's, he's got two punches, and he's got to just stay off the ground with them, and yeah, but wear him down. He baits people. He was baiting people into uh, defending takedowns a certain way, and then hooking them to get them on yeah. the ground, like he did a Condit. And I think people finally wised up to that. But uh, Maya actually pieced up Covington uh, in the first round a little bit. I'd never seen Maya throw hands as effectively as he did. Bloodied up Covington's eye, but as he usually does, he, he tired out pretty quick, and Covington took the next two rounds pretty easily. Almost finished the fight okay. in the third. And Threw down one of the biggest slurs of all time. Uh, nothing really happened after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Except... Uh, took a page of Chelsea on his book. 
wow. But he's so much less likable <laughs> that it was even worse. Yeah, he called Brazil a dump and called the inhabitants of Brazil filthy animals. And this is in Brazil, mind you. And uh, then pushed away the translator and said, there will be no translating tonight. So, oh, my God. And then he run security, like, had to rush him backstage, and the fans were throwing shit at him. Deservedly so. I'm surprised and, uh, he wasn't skinned alive. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news, as I was just telling you, uh, there, there was just an altercation between Fabricio Verdum, Brazilian, against Colby Covington. Uh, apparently he punched Covington in the face, threw a boomerang at him, and <laughs> they are in Australia. And uh, yeah. Covington made a few more off-color remarks, calling him the the f word, the the worst f word, and a filthy <laughs> animal again, and said f Brazil. And this guy is I mean, the ultimate heel. Perdue outweighs him by like sixty, seventy pounds. Easy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually. I, I wish they would. Knock each other out because I'm not a big fan of either of those guys. But yeah, me neither. At least I guess Covington's in the news. <laughs> like I, I mean, Cody Covington is trying to turn heel here in WWE terms. Yeah, but uh, it's not going to work for him because you just uh, the way the news are working these days, they don't take kindly to uh, derogatory terms of that kind. <laughs> yeah, as well he shouldn't. Uh, the guy's just a dick. Like, there's a way to do it. Like. Charles Stein yeah. said some pretty bad stuff, but there's a way in to do it. In sense, like, I mean, he, he said the Naguera brothers were sticking a bus for a horse. I mean, that's, like, obviously a joke. Yeah. He's calling people sick fucking uh, animals. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, and apparently he went after John Jones yesterday, too, saying, like, uh, <laughs> keep snorting coke and cheating on your wife. Yeah. Or something like that. I think uh, we he's get He's not even married. He's not? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> we get it, Colby Covington. You're desperate for attention. Yeah, uh, can't wait until he gets fuck, his ass kicked. I hope he's knocked out Colby. Yeah, I hope he fights someone. I'd actually root for Tyron Woodley in a fight. <laughs> like, I would like, uh, like Carlos Condit just a wheel kick him right to the chin. Yeah, someone like a Robbie Lawler just fucking walk right through him. Yeah, yeah. Any, I, I don't. I was not that impressed with his performance, honestly. Like he, uh, he did the no, job. He, just him, enough. Just enough. Yeah, give him credit. He beat a great fighter in Damian Maya. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like welterweight is killer right now with a lot of great fighters and and it's like begging for a contender for the title mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't think he put on that performance. No, I agree. Um, Pedro Munoz defeat Rob Font by first round submission. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo defeated Jim Miller. Unanimous decision. Trinaldo. Jim Miller's got to. Jim, Jim Miller's got to be ready to be done. Yeah, he's still. He's, game. On, he's on like the uh, fucking Joe Lonzo. Lonzo. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's quite to that level, but. He may be more of the Clay Guido level. I don't know. They fought two or three times, right? Probably. You bet Joe Luzon? Oh, yeah, at least once or twice. Twice, I think, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> on a scale of Guida to Lozon, um, Jim Miller somewhere in between. Yeah. But Trinaldo, I think, is underrated. Speak uh, Brazilian, thirty-nine years old or forty years old, and strong as shit. Like he's good. He's, he seems to be getting better, even though he's approaching forty. It's a shame he'll never get a, a shot or anything. But I think he's won like ten out of his last eleven fights, and his only loss was to Kevin Lee. So, and that was a fight yeah. he was winning until he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Tiago Santos defeat Jack Hermanson by first-round knockout. Pretty impressive. John Lineker defeat Marlon Vera by decision. Good to have him back. Fun fight there. Yeah. Vicente Luque, on short notice, defeated Nico Price by second-round submission. Now this, again, welterweight, man. They, out of nowhere, have like five or six prospects just right there that are ready to take over. And Luque is the most underrated of them all. You always hear people talk about Covington, Till, Kamaru Usman, Mike Perry, Santiago Ponzinibbio, but Vicente Luque, man, this kid is is something else. He's I think he's gonna he might potentially be the best at that bunch. We'll see. Yeah, but, I mean, the UFC is definitely hungry for tenders. They need them bad. Yeah, I think this time next year, there's gonna be a lot of new like names or faces of the of different divisions uh antonio carlos jr defeated jack marshman by first round submission and that is that for the brazilian card moving on to ufc fight night 118 in dansk poland uh speaking of darren till he wiped out donald Cerrone in the first round incredibly impressive performance very. I mean, it was disappointing. It's like uh, classic Cowboys. Yeah, takes too many fights. Came out flat and paid for it. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> he came out fight yeah uh, flat, but I feel like in the his big fights, man, he just he does not perform. Yeah, but don't uh, don't shortchange Darren Till, man. The kid is quite talented. Very good. Uh, very impressive. I, I thought, I mean, he's big. He's big. He was much bigger than Cerrone. Yeah. And he took advantage of it. And, man, he bro- he shattered Cerrone's nose with that elbow. And yeah. I think. I think against somebody like Thompson, though, I think Thompson would put a different angle to it. I think, uh, I think he would figure it out quick. Certainly, you'd have to favor Thompson in that fight, no doubt about it. But I wouldn't count Till out. I, I personally would not jump him up that high that fast. I know he made a big name here. He took out a highly ranked guy. But I would kind of... And I'd still give him like a top 10, top 15 fighter a step up. But not, not Thompson. He's like top of the line. I'd say yeah. give him the winner of Mike Perry versus Santiago Ponzinibbio since... They had that whole thing after the fight where Mike Perry jumped onto the cage and they were going at it. But uh, I I like this kid. I think he has star power, legitimate star power. Hear him talk, interviews with uh, Ariel Helwani, and he's got a great personality. He's he's Conor McGregor-esque as far as like – He's undefeated, yeah. Yeah, he's got a draw. He's like 11-0-1. He's got a great – he's like – he's got that confidence – 
that real confidence like Conor McGregor has, except he's not Conor McGregor. I think he's he's uh, he's his own person, think, but he's got that kind yeah. of swagger to him. He's a mix between McGregor and Cerrone, I'd say, like where he doesn't have that uh, like uh, rambunctiousness to him, but he has the uh, I'll fight whenever. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, it's funny with all the trash talk. Mike Perry—he never got personal. He's laughing at it. Like he just seems like a good guy. He's easily, like, uh, quickly becoming one of my new favorite guys in in the sport. So, he's from Manchester. Yeah, Liverpool actually. I think Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Oasis. Oasis yeah. is from Manchester. Oh yeah. Come on, get your facts straight. Still oh, up. <laughs> close enough though. Yeah. Still like him. Still like him. Um, yeah. Karolina Kovalkovich got back on the winning track. Defeat Jody Escabel by decision. Good to see that. Uh, Andre Feely <laughs> defeated Artem Lobov by decision. And this is the start of our Conor McGregor sweepstakes. Maybe we'll save that for later on. Uh, yeah. Aspen Ladd defeated Lena Landsberg by second round KO. Pretty impressive. And Ramazan... Imiyav defeated Sam Alvey by decision. On the Bellator... <laughs> what? <laughs> the Bellator side... Slow down. Bellator side of things. Uh, Ryan Bader defeated Linton Vassell by second round TKO to defend his late heavyweight championship. Thank God. Uh, Lima Leigh McFarlane defeated Emily Dakota. Hey. By submission Can we just talk about how trash Bellator is for a second? Please. Let me let me get through these results and I'll be happy to. Um, fifth round submission becomes the first women's flyweight champion in Bellator history. Phil Davis wins a unanimous decision over someone I've never heard of. Uh, Gegard Musasi barely defeated Alexander Shlomenko by decision. Got his, got his eye broken in the first round and then Eked out a decision he probably should have lost. And Christina Williams derailed the Heather Hardy hype train with the second round KO. How bad is Bellator? They're fucking trash. <laughs> so fucking trash that they're going to... Well, alright, let's start with the main event. Ryan Bader is their light heavyweight champion. And uh, Don't get into my uh, final point. Oh, Christ. Well, how did fucking Phil Davis even lose to Brian Bader? It's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All uh, right, well, I'll leave that at that. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin your final point. Yeah. The Grand Prix news is bullshit. Yeah, that's going to be my final point. All right, I'll leave it at that. But even when they signed the UFC guys, like Musasi, they almost had a catastrophe. Lorenz Larkin, 0-2. It's yeah, tough, it's tough. But let's turn our eyes from the past into the future as we look ahead to what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. This weekend, UFC Fight Night 121 coming at you live from Australia. I forget where in Australia, but uh, it's a big country. Somewhere. It's a big country. Uh, main event, the aforementioned Fabricio Verdum faces off against Marcin Tybura. Who is coming off his win over Andre Arlovsky? Before we get into that fight and some others, what do you think about this card overall? 
Uh, is it as strong as the Norfolk and Brazil cards that they've been giving us the last two fight nights? Uh, no. <laughs> You're right. It's not. <laughs> it's just... It's, it's, uh, it's just wrecked. I mean, everything's been wrecked with uh, injuries. I was looking forward to Joanne Caldwood fighting. She's out. Yep, she's out. Jessica Rose Clark taking back rounds on in her stead. We got Bird Game, yeah. I hate Beck Rollins. I don't think this is a terrible card. There's actually some decent fights on here that I'm interested in seeing, but it's not like... This is this is probably the best of the fight nights coming up. Yeah, which is sad, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's more like... these. There's some fights on here that I would be interested in if they were like fight pass prelims or, or prelims... On a better card, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. Can't really carry it by itself. I give it like a five or five and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to do a light five. Yeah. So what do you think? Fabricio Verdun versus Marcin Tybura. I have a feeling you haven't seen much of Tybura. No, but. Because I, I haven't either. For, I would hope for Verdun's sake that he handles him. Yeah, he has to, right? He's coming yeah. off that win over Walt Harris. Uh, very easy win for him. This should be a little bit tougher, but I think Tybor is actually a solid fighter, but, I mean, Fabricio Verdum is easy top five in the division. No questions asked. As much as I'd love yeah. to see him get knocked out or something, it's like, I think he yeah, wins. I don't like him, but, I mean, if you talk about the five, top five jiu-jitsu fighters in UFC, Verdum's got to be in there, so. Oh, yeah. For sure. I say second round submission. I agree. Um, Beck Rawlings versus Jessica Rose Clark. I would have cared a little bit more if it was Calderwood, but with with that injury, I really could care less. I'll just say Beck Rawlings by decision. I'm going to say Rose Clark because I fucking hate Rawlings. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan of her either. But, uh, let's see. Tim Means, Dirty Bird <laughs> against Dirty Bird. Bilal Muhammad. Uh, this is a solid fight. Uh, I think I'll go with Muhammad by decision, but always enjoy a Tim Means fight. I'm going to get Means DKO second round. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not doing this yet. But uh, I mentioned to you a few weeks back how I wanted to start like uh, doing these picks on these predictions for real and keeping track of the score and everything. As far as like, uh, cause I uh, actually just started a fantasy fighting league in on a MMA junkie message board. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, should be pretty cool. It's just started, but yeah, uh, want to? We'll get into that more in the future. But All looking right. forward to it. Um, Elias Theodoro is fighting old man Daniel Kelly, sixty-year-old Daniel Kelly. Um, what do you think? Uh, Dan Kelly took a bad loss last time out. Was it Rashad Evans? No, it was uh, somebody oh, else. Oh, right. He got knocked. Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, Brunson knocked him out pretty bad. We got Theodore here. Yeah, I agree. By decision. The yeah. Canadian model guy, whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's I always get Theodore mixed up with the guy that ever does. Who's that? Ah, oh, fuck. I forget. They look very similar. Court McGee? 
now. Guy died. Oh, damn. Never mind. I forget. He was a big USC fighter. Alright. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't was. think, but um, let's do our pick two for this undercard here. I think one of them has to be Will Brooks versus Nick Lentz. Absolutely. Which uh, was supposed to happen a few events back, but events back, but Nick Lentz missed weight, and now they rescheduled it. Watch him miss weight again. Um, I'm going with Will Brooks by decision. Yeah. Me too. He needs to get on track here. He needs a win. Bad. Boring decision. If he loses this fight, man, pack your bags. Yeah. It's got to be one of the biggest flops. Tuck your tail. Go back to Bellator. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My other pick, too, is going to be Anthony Hamilton versus Adam Wacherock. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, That's awesome. Throw up heavyweight fight. Yeah, just a random heavyweight fight. But this, again, to make the theme, this was another fight that was supposed to happen uh, actually in the Dansk Poland card, but it got pulled because uh, Wasserok, <laughs> again, no clue if that's right, uh, <laughs> supports a different soccer team than the home fans at that place, and the hooligans showed up and they pulled the fight <laughs> out of safety concerns and moved it here. No way, really. Yeah. I'm going with Uh, Weak Zorak. With Zorak? I'm saying it different every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go, I guess I'll pick Alex Chambers, uh, Nadia Kassim. Yeah, that's an interesting fight. Yeah, women's strawweight. We need a little uh, little stir up there. I'm going to take Alex Chambers there. Uh, I like Kassim. She's a newcomer. It's her UFC debut. Looks like a talented fighter. Alex Chambers, all right. Um, didn't really do much after the Ultimate Fighter, but this Kasim chick, I'm hoping uh, she'll come in. She's younger. She's undefeated. I think I'll take her by a second round knockout. That's a ballsy move there. Hey, I've been studying up. Uh, let's move ahead to Beijing, China. Anderson yeah, Silva. Man. I mean. Michael Bisbing <laughs> is fighting Kelvin Gastelum in the main event. What a terrible card. I mean, this yeah. is brutal. I mean, it's a lot of maybe uh, local or at least Asian talent. So maybe there will some be, be some good fights and some ta- fi- talented fighters. But as far as name value goes, this is like a light 4 out of 10 for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 5.5 just for – actually, I'm going to give it a 6 just for – Bisping's balls a step up. Yeah, I mean it is a, actually an intriguing main event. Lock I, I, I really want to see if Bisping shows up with a fucking black eye still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real, it's a serious possibility. And before we get into that fight, though, we should probably like touch on the Anderson Silva part of this. Uh, I'm devastated. I don't want to talk about it. For real, you're <laughs> devastated. I was not even surprised. I'm fucking devastated. I, I can't mean, say I'm not surprised. It's the but. second one. I just assumed he was still doing it. Did you really? Yeah, I, I mean, I... Sure, it was a surprise, but it was more like, oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't... I mean, once you hear... Once you hear it, I guess you're already, like, uh... Predisposed. Like, attuned to... Yeah, yeah, but... 
It's USADA. You just can't be doing fucking drugs all... Like, you can't be doing it all the time. I don't... You can't give up I don't know what. Pills, I don't know what to think about it. Like... I think he's a steroid head. You saw the syringes really? in the background of the Cribs episode or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was devastated and shocked when he tested positive the first time. But, yeah, I I don't think it really takes away much from his legacy. I just think it's a, a guy who... You think he's a steroid head. How does it not take away from his legacy? Because I think most, if not everyone, is doing something. Or was. So GSB, as bad as he looked, he still had a fucking six-pack. What do you think about him? I think he's probably clean, but uh, I'll never say never anymore. Yeah, it's it's, it's a hazy, hazy world, I guess. I just think, like, especially, or maybe it's like a later career thing. Maybe he broke his leg. He was scared of, you know... The recovery and... He's been knocked down a lot post-leg break. Yeah. Post-Diaz fight. I mean, Bisbee knocked him down. Fucking, uh... Brunson. Brunson knocked him down. I mean... Cormier. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he's just... He's so used to being so good for so long that he's trying to do whatever he can to get back to those levels, even though he's like 43. It's, uh... Yeah, it's tough. It's unfortunate. I wish it didn't happen because I kind of wanted to see him fight GSP just for that, you know, crazy super fight that never happened. But That was never going to happen in the first place. But uh, We don't even I, know what he tests positive It breaks for my heart a little bit, I guess. It sucks, but I don't know. I, I try not to let it... I, still I don't know. Like I, the I, results. Thought, like, GSP, I thought GSP looked great at middleweight, but when you saw him took his shirt off, he looked fat, but he still had the six pack hanging out there. And yeah. I don't think that's possible without <laughs> I think it's possible. Not according to Chael Sonnen. Yeah, Chael Sonnen's full of shit. I will never believe <laughs> a single thing he ever says. I don't know. Just because he can't Great. get a six pack. Yeah, he I wrote hate. about it. <laughs> oh, never mind then. Four pack revolution. <laughs> Y'all told me you owe me a hundred dollars for that plug. Man, I'm rushing out to buy it. Yeah. God, I can't stand chill. So, all right. Um, <laughs> so, Michael Bisping steps in. We've talked about it. Short notice. Kelvin Gastelum. Just fucking stomp Gastelum. You think so? Absolutely. Gastelum's look good. I mean, Gastelum is so tiny compared to Bisping, dude. Bisping true. is going to box him up. I don't know, man. This is a coin flip for me, especially with all the like factors. I was looking forward nervous. to fucking Silva just picking him apart in his classic way. It wasn't going to happen. He, this to save Silva from a brain damage. Um, <laughs> I, Gaslam, I can't believe we're talking this way. Gaslam starched Vitor Belfort, which okay, fine. Yeah, okay. Took Tim Kennedy. Took okay. care of Tim Kennedy. But, I mean, what's Tim Kennedy easily took care of Michael Bisping. So He did start Tim Kennedy. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for Bisping. I I am going to pick Bisping here. I think, I think the size fucking him apart. Size does matter at a certain point. And 
I think he's just going to wear him down. He's going to out-hard him. It's going to be a decision, five-round decision. I mean, there had to be, like, a big think tank here to let Bisping take this fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I, don't th- th- I actually don't think so. I think <laughs> they said, oh, my God, if we don't get someone, this we have to cancel the whole card. It could be, I mean, there could be anybody besides Michael. Michael Bisping just got choked out cold. It does not. He got a thirty-day medical who, suspension, dude. Who else could have stepped 30 up? Thirty-day. He got a thirty-day medical suspension. This is not fit in that medical suspension. He got cleared by doctors. No, oh, yeah, obviously he did. Well, who uh, who would you put here? <sighs> not Michael fucking Bisbing. <laughs> Beat Tor for I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Anybody? Know. I mean, there had to be a big. It just blows my mind that Mike Bisbee taking this fight. Really it is. is crazy. It is insane. He but, got choked unconscious on November. But 4th. that doesn't mean anything. It's well, more, he was also bloodied and beat up. It's more. I'd worry more about that left hook he ate than the choke out. I mean, that's something you recover from in five minutes. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he was bloodied up. Yeah, left hook. Because I've been choked out before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do our pick two. Uh, not much to pick from, but you got anything? Um, the undercard here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Pinyang Lu versus Barat. I don't know. Alright, I'll go. <laughs> uh, I'll take Zabit Magomed Sharapov <laughs> against Shaman Marias. Um, Zabit trains with Frankie Edgar, big-time prospect. This is the clear other fight to look out for on this card. I think this this guy, he's ugly son of a bitch, but he throws crazy <laughs> strikes. Like, he's entertaining as shit. I think he's, like, he's he's someone to keep an eye on. Um, so there's that. And there's also Shamil Ab- Abdurakimov against Chase Sherman, heavyweight fight. Um, why the hell not? <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to pronounce some names. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> you give me a quiz. I'm not looking at anything. Hold on, no, no, no. <laughs> Do uh, give me four names, and I have to guess which one is fake. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> all right. Waliji Beren. Wansung Sung. That's not real. I'm calling it now. That's the fake one. Ping Chong Lu. Parat Kadare. That's real. You wouldn't make that up. Wang Chang Wang Wan. Alright, that's enough. (laughs) That that was a real name. I I believe it. I I just. Wang Yang Nanan. This starts to feel. Racially insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't... We we don't mean it that way. No, it's just... They're hard to... I mean... Yeah, we're... uh, Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's... I I apologize. It's just uh, tough for... To... uh, 
you know, Americans to try to pronounce that. I should watch more One FC. Yeah, I've heard those cards are actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's move on to the Tough 26 finale, which is the day before UFC 218. Uh, women's flyweight champion going to be crowned. Epic, right? Eh, I give it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> I don't know. I think that. <laughs> what do you give it out of 10? <laughs> How do we know? You know the people, the cast members of the finale. I mean, of the season, I should say. Four and a half out of ten. Okay. Yeah, you got Ryan James versus Andrew Sanchez. <laughs> Brett Johns versus Joe Soto. Sean O'Malley versus Tarion Ware. And Gerald Mishart against Eric Spicely. As well as um, probably the rest will be filled out by the women from this card. Because I'm pretty sure they're all going to be signed to the UFC. Just because they, they, have, they, they need have to fill out the roster for the division. Yeah. Um, I guess, have you been watching the season at all? I think there's only, like, three or four episodes left. Yeah, I've watched a few fights. Um, there's not much to say about it. Yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> um, the, the coaches are too nice, and it, the fights themselves aren't bad. Like, the actual fights, um, you know, the fucking fights, but... They're fine. <laughs> They're not bad at all. But it's yeah. it, it's the ultimate fighter. I can't stand it. Um, yeah. I'll let's I'll give the bracket. Let's make our predictions. What's going to happen right. here? Uh, we have one semifinal set. That's Roxanne Matafari, the veteran, against the relative newcomer Sajara Eubanks, who had a sick head kick knockout against uh, Deanna Bennett in that last fight. Roxanne coming off of a first-round TKO against Emily Whitmire, who I lost a lot of respect for. She just quit, flat-out quit. She was actually doing well for the first half of the first round, but I was so terrible. Just And even after the fight, she said, oh, I just wanted them to stop it. I didn't want to come out for a second round. I'm glad they stopped it oh, before the bell. Really? It's like, wow, that's a great attitude maybe. for a fighter. She probably won't be signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, <laughs> so I'll take, actually, Sajara Eubanks over Roxanne Motifari. I just don't think Motifari is that good. I mean, she's she's got experience. She's a veteran. And that will get her over some of these less experienced fighters. But I just don't think she's talented enough. Even if she gets past Eubanks, I cannot see her becoming the champion. In any yeah, way. I, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take Matafari. I like her. She like she's better. She really is not that good. Uh, sorry, I said that, but I mean, I'm not. Well, I talked to her on a fucking chat. She gave us our podcast a shout out on her Twitter. She did. Yeah, I mean, like a year ago. Okay, I love her. She's winning the whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean, I respect her, but... I, she's cool. She's a cool person. Definitely fighting. seems... Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just talking fighting ability. Yeah, she seems like a really cool yeah. person. I don't think she... I like the positivity. I don't think she has the medal. Yeah. I'm editing all that out. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the bracket, we have Barb Honchak, who's a veteran, was... Uh, 
Invicta champion. She's facing Rachel Ostevich. And then there's Montana Stewart against Nika. Nico Montano. Only one I really know anything about here is Barb Honchak. So I have to, I'm actually going to pick her to win the whole season. I think she's going to be the champion. It's going to be a nice comeback story. She was Invicta champion, and I think she had a hiatus. And this was her comeback. So I think it would be a good story. She's always one of the best women flyweight in the world, and it would be cool to see her get a belt to go with it. Yeah, I have watched but 20 minutes of the season, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I don't have an opinion. Yeah, and the winner will just lose to Valentina Shevchenko in four months. So, or even fucking Paige Vanzaya probably. Yeah, God, I hope not. Hope not on that one. Uh, All right, UFC two eighteen, another fight card that's been through a lot of turmoil this week. Um, was originally supposed to be Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. I think it was Heartbreaking. Wednesday afternoon into evening, the news came out. Frankie is out with a broken face. Um, is that really what it was? Yeah, yeah. Broke something, fractured something in his face, a bone in his face. And it was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, this was a great, this is still a great card. Um, but that main event was like the icing on the cake and... It was like, what's going to happen? Is Holloway still going to fight? Who is he going to fight? There wasn't a ton of options. Um, Cub Swanson. I thought, it was pretty, I thought it was pretty clearly obvious. I mean, Aldo was scheduled a week later. Yeah, but Cub Swanson scheduled around the same time as well. And he was. it was supposedly between Frank Yeager and Cub Swanson to get the title shot in the first place. I kind of expected Cub Swanson to get it, even though I, that would have not been interesting to me. Yeah. I just think they've already fought before. Holloway dominated him. It would just be I mean, the Holloway same thing. dominated Aldo. Eh, did he dominate him, or did he just turn? I think... He lost the first two rounds against Aldo. Not so big, really. I think he did. I think it's forgotten how great of a fight that was. Before yeah, I, Holloway yeah, I, put the brakes on him, yeah, like I'm Holloway is one of my favorite fighters in the game. I thought I think he would beat Conor McGregor in a rematch. I'm picking him to beat Jose Aldo in this rematch, but well, that was a close fight. This is my big uh, revolution here. Is I think Aldo is going to break beat the brakes off Holloway this fight. There's no way he will beat the brakes off of him. He might... I think he's going to beat the fucking brakes off. Why? Explain yourself. I just do. I just expect big Aldo coming in. I think he's ready for it. I he think needs he to is throw going... his kicks, man. I think he's going to look like Aldo of old. I he's hope he brings it. I break it down with leg kicks. I think he's going to fucking wear him down. I, yeah. I think Aldo is going to demolish him. He didn't throw leg kicks in the first fight. I'm hoping. I'm a big auto fan, as well as Holly fan. I, I fully. I'm excited for this fight, even though it's a rematch and it just happened. Whatever. The first one was a great fight. Given the circumstances, I think this is the best you can do. I hope it's an awesome fight. I yeah. want Holloway to win, just because I want to see that Frank Yeager fight afterwards, and I want Auto to move up to lightweight afterwards. 
But uh, I see when they first announced this fight, I didn't know Aldo was like, scheduled a week and a half or two weeks after. Like, how the fuck is he gonna cut the weight? Right. Yeah, he's already been in the process. So yeah. Not but really that I, short of a no. Notice. Knowing that he's been in camp, I think Aldo is going to fucking work Holloway. I think he's going to mm. demolish him. I honestly do. All right, interesting. I uh, I didn't really like the booking of Aldo against Lamas again. Anyway, yeah. I thought they should have done come Swanson versus Aldo because Aldo already easily beat Lamas a few years ago, and he hadn't fought Swanson since WEC days. So it kind of worked itself out, I guess, the best you could possibly expect. But before we get into the rest of the card, how? What do you think overall? What's your rating? Uh, you think it's a good one? Yeah, I mean the main card's great. I'd give it uh, seven out of ten. Really? That's low to me. I feel like this is an eight and a half out of ten card here. I would have yeah. had it. I would have had it at a nine if it wasn't for Edgar pulling out, but. Still got a great main event. I just think the main card is it's loaded. There's no other title fights, but these are all significant, important fights in their respective divisions, and they all have potential to be incredibly entertaining as well. Not to, not to mention the FS1 pre, prelims, which all four of those fights, I feel like, are, yeah, they are pretty good. great as well. Eh, the fight pass fights could go either way, but I think... On the prelims, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I mean, co-main event Francis and Ganu finally getting out there after knocking out Orlovsky uh, against Alistair Overeem, winner most likely gets I a title shot. Who fucking Ganu destroys Overeem? I hope so too. I fully expect him to actually. Um, yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's a beast. He. It might be a blessing in disguise that he hadn't had a fight since, I think it's January or February, because maybe he's had more chance to go to that Vegas uh, UFC gym and yeah, improve Dana his skills. Yeah, Dana White said he feels like he's been living with him. Yeah, I mean, they say that when you're in a fight camp, you don't really learn anything new. You're just, like, game planning and getting ready. So Perfect. hopefully he's improved even more in the meantime, and... He can make a case for a title shot here. Yeah. I think a winner of Bream and Preston Wynn would do that, too. i say second round knockout. Uh, I'm going to say first round. That would be awesome. Um, Henry Cejudo coming out after an impressive performance against Wilson Hayes, I think it was, uh, against Sergio Pettis. Surging Sergio Pettis, who has come along. I think Cejudo is going to fucking run right through it. I agree. But, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cejudo is just, I think, all around way better fighter than Sergio Pettis. It's still the obvious match for a top contender. Yeah. You know, um, just Pettis been on a run. He, uh... I'm taking a look at his record now. He's on a four-fight winning streak against Chris Chris So uh, Chris, ha, whatever. He beat John Moraga and Brandon Moreno his last two times out. And uh, yeah. he, you can tell he's gotten better. But so is Cejudo. And he's got Cejudo's some... never looked bad besides the DJ fight. I mean, I thought he beat Benavidez. But, yeah, I, know I mean, that was, a throw, that was a 20 cost. 
I just think Sergio's a way better fighter. Yeah, I agree. Um, Eddie Alvarez versus Justin Gaethje. This is fight of the year contender immediately. Uh, two guys that love to just freaking let it all hang well, out. Justin Gaethje, undefeated, coming off my current fight of the year against Michael Johnson. The guy will take one to give one, and he just walks forward like a zombie and doesn't let up until that fight is over. And it's incredibly entertaining, and I think it's incredibly tough for a lot of guys to deal with that. I think they might think, oh, I'll just counter him or... I'll just I'll be able to weather the storm, but he just does not quit. And if there's one guy that can do it and is proven, it's, it's Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez. Because his style is, if you once he gets hurt, it seems like that's when he really comes yeah, he to life. Tougher. Yeah, and uh, just think this is incredible matchmaking, and I I cannot he, wait to see this. Gucci's been knocked down before. He's he can't block. You have a limited number of punches you can block with your chin <laughs> before your luck runs out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to have a short career, but in the meantime, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I think Eddie Alvarez will handily take this, I'm going to say. Take you out round two. Uh, Justin Gaethje, first round TKO. All right, all right. Tisha Torres against Michelle Watterson uh, kicks off the opening of the main card. And this is an important uh, women's strawweight fight. Watterson coming off of her loss to Rose Namajunas, trying to rebound from that. I mean, she's got a win over Paige Van Sant. She's still there. I think, I, think fight, she's... I think this fight's like real interesting. I think like Watterson's a natural atom weight, and mm-hmm. Tisa Torres is a smaller, I guess, strawweight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I think just I think Watterson skill wise outmatches her big time. Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree. But Torres is tough. I mean, she's nine and one. Her only loss is the decision to Rose Namajunas, and she finally got her first finish of her career when she submitted Juliana Lima last time yeah. out. Um, I'd like to see more of that. And but yeah, I agree. I think Michelle Watterson is more dynamic more experienced and uh, I think she'll win a close decision yeah I think she'll win uh, more than a close decision but they probably a heavy split decision yeah I hear you uh, alright go to the prelims no do we won't do any picks because it seems like the four prelim uh, fights are pretty obvious here Paul yeah. Felder was originally supposed to fight Ally Aquinta here, but instead he's fighting Charles Oliveira. Not exactly uh, much of a step down. Uh, what? Huh? Who's fighting who? Paul Felder is fighting Charles Oliveira. Alex Oliveira? No, Charles. Uh, that's not what I have here. Du Bronx. Charles Du Bronx Oliveira. The guy that submitted Will Brooks last time out, he missed weight a lot. That's a different fight. Paul Felder. I don't have Paul Felder. I guess on Wikipedia is not called up. Ah, Wikipedia. Can't trust him. Crowdfunded. 
<laughs> uh, Paul Felder, who did a pretty good job actually commentating uh, on the Norfolk card with John Anik. Uh, I like the guy. I think, actually, I think uh, Aya Kinta was a better matchup for him. I think Charles Oliveira is pretty tough, and I'm glad that he's fighting okay. at lightweight again. Why don't they have that fight at all? Weird. I don't know. It was a late replacement, so maybe it's just not. Oh, yeah. not it does just. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> but, uh. Felder's about to remain on the card against Troy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with Oliveira here. I think. I want Felder to win, for sure. That's, uh, Featherweight, yeah? Nope. Lightweight. Lightweight? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Oliveira will get a submission. But, I'm going to. Yeah. Uh. I would, I would tend to agree. I think Oliveira's. BJJ game is uh, high level to do that. Yeah. Now, the one you were talking about, Yancey Medeiros against yeah. Alex Oliveira. Uh, I'll go Oliveira again. It's going to be Oliveira times two here because I think he's just on a really uh, nice run here. I, I thought he was on a longer win streak than he is, but he has looked really good in his last couple times out. And. Yancy Medeiros, he's a decent fighter, entertaining fighter, but I, I don't think he's anything special. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Yancy here. He's a Hawaii boy. I think he trains with Diaz, too. Yep. He's uh, so, uh, I'm going to take Yancy by second round TKO. All right, all right. Drakkar Close against David Tamor. Uh, two guys that killed bigger name prospects in the last fight. Uh, Dracker close defeated Mark Diacase by split decision and David Tamor took out Lando Venata at uh, UFC 209 by decision. So interesting matchmaking here. I'll go David Tamor by decision. You're close to still oppose you. <laughs> it's a close decision. Uh, and lastly, Courtney Casey taking on Felice Herrig. Both people that have had struggles in their career, but of late have done really well. Uh, Courtney Casey recently beat Jessica Aguilar. She's beaten Randa Marcos. And Felice Herrig recently choked the shit out of, literally, uh, oh my Justin Kish and derailed the hype train on Alexa Grasso. So. Good stuff there. That's an entertaining fight. I'll go uh, Courtney Casey. I, I just can't buy into the Fleece Harry guy. I can't buy into her. I'm going to take Fleece Harry to ground submission. <laughs> you got it, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make our final points and get out All of right. here. This is a long one because we had so much to get into, but this will be rectified fairly soon as we change formats. I don't know if we announced it on the MMA side of things, but we got changes coming. Big changes. Uh, I guess I'll go first. My, uh, I guess, title for my final point here will be double standards. Um, starting off, a small part of my double standards is Michael Bisping taking this fight on short notice. And not that I disagree with it, but he was given a 30-day medical suspension. I guess you could say he was cleared by doctors, but he fought on November 4th. This fight was on November 27th, isn't it? So, uh, (laughs) 
I just I disagree with letting a fighter take a fight on that short of notice, especially after the aggressiveness of that fight with GSB. Um, what do you think about that? I feel like we got into this pretty good. I think it's yeah. I think it's fine. Um, it's bizarre. It's it was surprising, but. But if you do, I mean, if you say you're there for fighters' health, I th- I disagree with it. I just, I mean, I, mean, I feel I feel like third party uh, doctor Bisbane's contusions could barely have enough time to heal by the time he's going to fight again. I was supposed to train. I just disagree with it with the model that is in place. I just think if the doctor legitimately cleared him, then how how could you argue? And I'm sure it was probably like fucking pay those doctors. Well, I'm saying if it was legit, but I don't know. Anyway, um, my real double standard here, which, like I said, I I have real no opinion on this personally. I don't really give a fuck, but um, I saw an article and I saw people talking on posts. Uh, there's been a few UFC fighters in the past that have touched referees. There was. Uh, fuck, who hit Koscheck? Uh, Paul Daly. Paul, Paul Daly hit Koscheck after the bell. There's been a few instances of that, and at every instance, uh, immediately, I mean, Dana White doesn't make fights at post-fight press conferences, but Dana White cuts people at post-fight press conferences, and at every instance, he's cut them, um, or at least penalized in some way, like Roy Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Nelson was, I guess, a little different. He left the company short shortly after. But um, uh, there's been a few run-ins here with Conor McGregor. The first one was uh, Artem Lobov's fight, where he was circling the ring as an unlicensed corner man, giving advice, shouting to where uh, Mark Goddard. Had to stop the fight to tell Conor McGregor, who was outside of the ring, to exit the not exit the arena, but the facility of the ring. Yeah, and then there was videotape of him using the bad f word multiple yeah, times. Yeah, he was he as soon as gay uh, slur. Yeah, he was using slurs, talking to Lubov, leaving the ring, and then come the Spellator event. I don't even know the names of the fighters in the fight. Uh, Charlie Ward and I want to say John Bradley. Bird. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Connor's boy. It's in Ireland. Was it in Dublin? Yeah, Dublin. Yeah. Uh, So Connor's boy wins the fight. Connor immediately storms the octagon or ring, whatever you like to call it. Jumps into the ring. Jumps into it. Jumps into his buddy's arms to where the point where they fall down look like they're rolling BJJ, in a sense. Uh, the referee and commission officials try to separate them. And immediately, Conor McGregor goes into uh, street fight mode. <laughs> yeah. Dancing across the ring and yelling at Mark Goddard about how he shouldn't have done that, I suppose. Pushes him twice. Pushes him twice. Uh, apparently, which I'd had seen slaps a Bellator employee yep, across I the saw face. That. I saw it. I mean, it's just... It's a, a huge double standard. Not that I say Connor should be cut. Apparently, he was 
uh, pulled from 219, whatever. That's what the uh, Jackson ABC said. That's saving I just, face. I just, I don't know. They never had come to agreement on a deal, I feel like. that's just, No, I don't think, I don't think he was ever going to fight in December. I don't think at all. Yeah. But it's just, it's just huge. I mean, it's stupid. they got to... They got to fucking wheel them in here. <laughs> Look, I've been a big Conor McGregor fan for a long time, and I'm kind of losing it. I'm yeah, I'm a little disappointed in him because yeah. Look, it's one thing if if it was like maybe one of these things, but I feel he might. I feel like he is on coke or something. Like yeah, even for the sure. way he just he's sweaty and so amped up in a mile a minute and he seems like he's out of control uh something is going on he's really enjoying his money but he's becoming someone that i don't think he was before the mayweather fight it's crazy like i i must have started enjoying him more in the start of the mayweather fight and after like seeing his him with his little boy yeah and stuff like that but this stuff really it's a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, like, me too. It's 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 uncalled for. It's unnecessary. I mean, even let's forget the fucking referee shit. The run in to your fucking buddy who you think Connor fucking trained with him one time leading up to that fight? I don't know. Apparently, they're good fucking, friends, but well, to run in and grab him like that and fucking fall to the ground like take the attention. Have you the... ever seen anybody do that? Never. <laughs> Yeah, he just thinks he can do. He thinks he owns MMA. He can do whatever he wants, and he's untouchable. Yeah, it's just it's just he has the it feels like they got they got to wheel him in here. They got to fucking reel him in here and bring uh, him back down to earth. I just hope this doesn't turn into a John Jones situation. Me neither, and I don't think it will in that John Jones' sense. But yeah, they can't let this bullshit keep going. No, they can't. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and then the repercussions. Well, part of it anyway. Like they couldn't get. There'll be no. There'll there'll be no repercussions. Like Chel. I mean, I know you hate Chel on what he <laughs> said. Like, uh, it's Bellator. Uh, Connor's not a licensed fighter. He's not. A, there's no. They can't do uh, anything. Jur- there's no jurisdiction to punish him with here. No. Really, the only thing they could do is criminal charges. Find him some money. Yeah, that or find him some money. Yeah, I know. But they need to they need to use this as a lesson to fucking reel that motherfucker in. They should, but who knows? Uh, you know, I think they were going to try to make Tony Ferguson versus Connor for December at UFC 219, but realistically, it was never going to happen. They tried yeah. to do Cyborg versus Holly Holm, and that's de- apparently dead. Yeah, Holly Holm's injured. Yeah, they, no, she just wanted more money. Uh, um, yeah. so they're panicked. They're panicking. It's still nothing official at all. But you know, God, they can't have one of their tentpole, you know, events go without a big time pay per view main event. So where's Stipe <laughs> at these days? He's uh contract disputes. Oh boy. Yep. And um, so it seems like the rumor has it. We're going to get Nate Diaz returning against Tyron Woodley for the welterweight championship of the world. As much as I love Tyron Woodley, I mean, I'm <laughs> <not> <laughs> Tyron Woodley. I am saving that clip. 
<laughs> Nadal, fuck off. It's <laughs> what I love Nate Diaz. It's just there's no hope for him in that fight. It's a terrible he could, matchup. He, he could beat Benson Henderson. It's a ter- yeah, it's a terrible matchup. Uh, stylistically, they must I be mean, paying he, him. Benson a Henderson's ton. Iron Woodley minus sixty pounds. Yeah, exactly. They must be paying him a freaking astro fucking comical number. Yeah, for him to come back for that after he wouldn't come back for so long, they finally caved and gave him either a nice, nice baseline salary and a huge pay per view number, or yeah, or the, a big promise of win or lose what he has next coming. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, my thing is. They should have caved with him a long time ago. Now, let me say this real quick. Have you ever heard before, like, GSP has flat out said that Whitaker is in his contract. Have you ever heard of them doing that before? No, and I I don't really believe it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I think if GSP said it, I believe it to be true. You can put anything in a contract. I mean, you could also... Alter contracts at any time if both parties agree. So yeah, you're right. It's just it was bullshit to say you know to convince people that it will it'll happen. But yeah, and it might, but that is not the reason why. Yeah. But uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh yeah, I feel like the UFC really blew an opportunity to capitalize on Nate Diaz while Connor was taking a year off. I feel like, you know, they're always begging for new pay-per-view stars or superstars. You could have done it with Diaz. Do Tony and, and they they make it fucking seem like Nate Diaz isn't like a company guy. Yeah. Nate Diaz showed up to that UFC 200 press conference. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, Conor McGregor didn't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Pay him. He... I feel like that would have carried over and the way they've handled it I still think it'll carry over, but man, they really risked losing that. Yeah. You sh- they should have tried to detach him from Connor instead of having. Yeah, put him against someone. Put him. Give him a fucking fight that he would look great in, and they he would have sh- been a fucking superstar. No, nah, they should have done Ferguson versus Diaz for the interim lightweight championship over the summer at whatever that big event was, because yeah, I, I really feel like he would have. Like they did not sell pay per views at all, except for I think I think Ferguson's a great matchup for him, honestly. Yeah, that'd be an awesome fight. But uh, yeah, I feel like they blew it, and I, they're blowing it again. We'll see what happens, I suppose. If it even happens, I just saw a recent tweet from Ariel that it's far from a done deal. So they are both training for it, apparently, but still got to sign yes. the paperwork. You shall see in the coming weeks. Watch, the UFC is just using both of them to try to get uh, Holly Holm <laughs> or Cyborg's prices down. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, my final point uh, alluded to earlier, I just wanted to discuss the Spellator Heavyweight Tournament. Oh, boy. <laughs> because it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun stuff. It and, is, it is fun. And ridiculous <laughs> and stupid. But still, like, at least it's something... Uh, worth paying attention to. Scott Coker, he did the Strike Force Grand Prix, which Daniel Cormier ultimately won in the final well, year. Well, Fedor fell out of, or uh, Alistar fell out of. Yes. Or, Someone right? did. Somebody did. 
Fedor Alistair fell out of. No, Fedor got destroyed by Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, by Bigfoot, yeah. Alistair (laughs) fell out of. And, uh, yes. um, Yeah, so this is crazy. Uh, They're going to determine the heavyweight champion in 2018, eight-man Grand Prix. It's not much of a Grand Prix, more of like a traditional tournament. But uh, eight fighters, (laughs) four heavyweights and four light heavyweights in the heavyweight tournament. Um, the first matchup announced was Fedor Emelianenko versus Frank Mir. Ooh. Which, uh, man, if this was 2001, what a fight! That'd be a legendary. <laughs> uh, what who do you like there? Uh, well, like you said, it was 16 years ago now. Um, uh, I'm taking fucking Fedor to mop the floor with him. Yeah, I agree. Even though Fedor is washed up big time, I still think he's got enough to beat Frank Mir. But look at fucking Mark Hunt versus Frank Mir. The last time he fought. Oh, yeah. Terrible. He walked off, knocked out of his. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, knocked him down to his guard, and he still walked off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next matchup is going to be Roy Nelson versus Matt Mitrione. A rematch. Any thoughts? Sorry, my mic came up. What? Roy Nelson, who? Versus Matt Mitrione, the rematch. <laughs> I fucking hate Matt Mitrione. <laughs> I'm going to take Roy Nelson by uh, Run Derby. <laughs> Run Derby. I say Mitrione knocks him out in the first round. Oh, fuck you. And uh, next we have Rampage versus Chael Sonnen. Rampage versus Chael Sonnen. Is yeah. that real? Yeah, in a heavyweight tournament. What? Yeah. This is real life. Uh, I'm going to say Chael by steroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. No, Chael by boring decision. I was going to say Rampage by <laughs> incredibly boring decision. <laughs> so... And that leaves Chael, us... Uh, Chael's going to have to do steroids to wait for 206. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's got to eat a lot of cheeseburgers. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, that leaves us with the matchup to end all matchups. Ryan Bader versus King Mo Lawal in the heavyweight tournament. King Mo is going to fucking mop him. Yeah, I kind of agree. Especially at heavyweight. Maybe if it was light heavyweight, I would yeah. take Bader. But he may look great in his last fucking heavyweight. Yeah, and he's uh, Bader's never fought at heavyweight, and I don't know. It could go either way, but I'll I'll, I'll agree and go King Mo. So yeah. that leaves us with King. I all right. We're different on the little things here. So take it from there. Whoever you had. Take what? Who out of your remaining four is going to win the championship belt? Uh, you had Fedor, Roy Nelson, King Mo, and Chael Sonnen. So I'm going to put King Mo versus Chael and Fedor versus uh, Roy. I'm going to take Fedor against Roy. I'm going to take Fedor to win that. No, I'm going to take Roy to beat Fedor. Okay. Um, and King Mo to beat uh, Chael. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take, uh, uh, fuck. Who? <laughs> Roy Nelson versus King Mo. Roy Nelson's going to be 
team go to win it. Roy Nelson's going to win the fucking heavyweight grand prix. And be the, how many days does this play out ever? The whole year. Oh, so, oh okay. It's going to be a slow process. Well, it'll never play out that way, but <laughs> yeah, there'll be alternates and all that. Yeah. Check Congo. I'm Roy Nelson to fucking win it. Check Congo's on speed dial. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I had Fedor, Mitrione, Rampage, and Kingo. I'll say that they put Fedor and Rampage together. That would be awesome. That would be. And I'll go Fedor there. And then nice. that leaves Mitrione against Kingo. Mitrione would have knocked the blocks off of Kingo, in my opinion. I just yeah. think his power and size is too much for him. Which leaves us with a rematch for the heavyweight championship. Mitchell just beat Fedor, right? Who? Yeah, he did. He knocked him out in yeah. the first round. Fedor versus, Fedor versus Mitrione. Oh, wait. There's an injury. Oh, boy. Czech Congo is in <laughs> for Fedor. Oh, All wait. of a sudden, Pat Barry's in. It's a rematch. Oh, wait. <laughs> There's an injury. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Mitrion is out. <laughs> and uh, Rory McDonald is in. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Czech Congo is your heavyweight champion. Dude, every fucking... Me and my dad watched Joanna <laughs> and Rose fight. They kept saying, Rose, that's the, her... Beyonce, that's the dude that had the black dude knocked out, and they got knocked out. Yeah. What a fight. That was awesome. Every time I say that, he's like, oh, oh, that guy. <laughs> it's a shame Chet Congo has never been entertaining since. Right. <laughs> that fight, like, scared him half to death. It was, like, the craziest fight of all time. Oh, it was one of them, for sure. <laughs> that was nuts. But, yeah. All right, that was fun. A little mini bracket there. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it happens. I thought it was like a 3 day thing. I guess they probably can't do that unless yeah. they do it. Shanghai, China. Yeah. I don't like that accent. But, uh, <laughs> uh, what is prison? Is prison doing a New Year's card? Or are they uh, done? I think they have, they have some kind of mini tournament, one or two night thing, I think, coming up. Bantamweight yeah, we'll do it next time. Yeah. But uh, that was my evidence that Bellator is not the worst. Because they're, uh, they're still fun, even when they're They're, they're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Give credit to Scott Cooker. Yeah, I like what he's trying to do. It's just <laughs> they're at such a credit, credit to Scott Cooker. He's got the relationship with the fighters to pull this off. Yeah. Seems like a good dude and has the good intentions, so... I don't watch Bellator, but uh, I enjoy following along. Yeah, I watch a tent pole, tent pole yeah. every yeah, exactly year and a half. So <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, it's good to be back. Knock some rust off. Hopefully, we yeah, can get good back to be back in the saddle, back in the swing of things here. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Oh, I forgot how to do this. <laughs> Email us the Red Belt Report at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Red Belt Report. I'm on Twitter at The Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Bruce Phelan. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. And until next time, bye bye. Watch them, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Papi,
La puissance, que la puissance J'ai pas connu la défaite depuis mon existence Gros je m'en sors bien, suis jamais raculé Parle en français, parle en cas, je prends tes distances Ramenez-moi la tête, je reste quand on passe à table Qu'est-ce que tu parles dans ta zone, t'es qu'un guetteur Ceux qui pensent me connaissent, ne me connaissent pas Moi t'as toujours d'être comme les bacs dans mon secteur T'es dans la merde, j'suis au fond d'un caravan IP Ces bâtards sont à la dèche, t'es mon adversaire T'as pas de chance, tu peux têche la bouteille à la mer Où sont les vrais Ceux qui parlent paix, frappe fort à la fin de tous les jazz, recule-toi et laisse-moi en faire Quand les opposés s'attirent, mon gars c'est là que les balles se perdent Rien qu'elles se perdent, et même ta tête du père Toujours attendu comme un rayon de soleil Gros c'est la puissance, rien que la puissance Respecte le protocole, gros y'a pas de secret La puissance, gros c'est la puissance C'est la puissance, la puissance Gros c'est la puissance, c'est la puissance La puissance, gros c'est la puissance C'est la puissance, la puissance Pour que j'arrête, faut qu'on me tranche le gaz vocal Ça blesse, MHD, Afrotrap, partie 7, le projet est dans les bacs J'ai la grinta, tout est bon, oui, tout est fêlé La moulague n'oubliera pas, j'ai rien vu, j'ai rien entendu J'ai rien dit, mais du ça, je vous promets Tu m'attendais, calmaté, j'arrive 2017, on reprend les sociétés Ils ont voulu me boycott, j'en suis arrivé C'est Dieu pourra m'en protéger Le chemin est long, j'en compte plus d'aimer que d'allier J'suis seul, j'ai besoin de personne M'en prie pour moi, en face il veut la gare, il est en retard La puissance, gros c'est la puissance, c'est la puissance La puissance, gros c'est la puissance, c'est la puissance La puissance, gros c'est la puissance, c'est la puissance La puissance, gros c'est la puissance, c'est la puissance